I have a lot of great childhood memories. Some of my favorite were at um, theme parks like Adventureland. I love the rides, the scarier the better, the twists and the turns, the ups and the downs. My favorite was the roller coaster ride. When I got older and started having kids of my own, um, I wanted to expose them to these, uh, to these rides, to these things that I loved so much. Uh, so I remember a specific memory of when my grandson Jackson was about two years old and we thought, I'm gonna take him to Adventureland and I'm gonna uh, show him all these different rides and maybe he'll fall in love with these things just like I didn't have something we can share, right? Well, um, we decided that a, a roller coaster was probably too much for a two-year-old, but uh, we decided maybe a teacups would work for him. Now, Lisa thought that might be too much for him, even of themselves, but I said, no way, this kid's my grandson, he's gonna love them. Uh, so we jumped on, the three of us jumped on, and I was right halfway through the ride. Jackson was having the time of his life. Me, on the other hand, I was feeling a little dizzy, thought I was going to throw up. Discovered that I was experiencing things differently as an adult than I did as a child. Do you ever have that happen? I've discovered, for example, that I experience Palm Sunday and Holy Week and Easter differently now as an adult or as an um, mature Christian than I did when I was a child. Some of my sweetest memories when I was a kid um, were of the, the children's pageants on Palm Sunday when the kids come in and parade waving their palm branches, uh, singing Hosanna. And of course I loved Easter egg hunts, right? I loved that stuff. But that's not the first thing that comes to mind for me today when I think of Palm Sunday, Holy Week, and Easter. The truth of the matter is, some of the most barbaric events in human history occurred between Palm Sunday and Easter. And today, uh, I'd like to share some of those experiences with you. The very first Palm Sunday was, had kind of like a, a carnival atmosphere complete with a parade and pony rides. Okay, maybe it was a donkey ride. I mean, Jesus came riding in on a donkey, right? But um, there was excitement and enthusiasm in the air and, and um, people were excited. They were lining the streets hoping to catch a glimpse of this man that they had placed their hopes and dreams in. The, the disciples were there too and, and they were ecstatic. I mean, things were working out in ways uh, so much better than they thought uh, ever would and um, it, was, it, was, it was awesome. So why did Jesus have that look on his face? In Luke chapter 19, verse 45, it says that as the parade kind of crested the edge of the hill and they looked down over the city, it says that as Jesus looked down over the city, he wept. He started to cry. Were they tears of joy? Some people might have thought that, you know, because he was kind of at the top of the world, was really popular and all that. Awesome experience that he was going through right now. There's a parade in his honor. But I don't think that's why he cried, especially when you consider um, some of the events that occurred as the week unfolded. It says in uh, Luke chapter 19, verse 45, for example, it was just one of the days during 
Holy Week. It says one day Jesus walked into the temple and he had kind of a scowl on his face apparently and he starts throwing over tables and, and yelling at people. He says, my house is supposed to be a house of prayer, but you have turned it into a den of thieves. Now, can you imagine if anybody walked into one of our churches today and started acting like that? People would think, this dude's crazy. Call security, right? It would have been very barbaric. There was another instance in Luke chapter 20, verse 45, when Jesus is in a crowd of people and, and he says in a voice loud enough that everybody could hear, he says, beware of the scribes and Pharisees, beware of the, the religious leaders, um, be, people like me, because they like to walk around in fine clothes and, and share flowery prayers, when in all actuality, they're just looking out for themselves. And they're not afraid to hurt other people in order to get what they want. And then they turn around and just say, hey, it's just business. And finally, there was um, a story in Luke chapter 21, verse 12, when Jesus has gathered, uh, has gathered around him his disciples. And he says, um, be careful if you choose to be one of my followers. Now, they already were, but he was just warning them. He said, be careful if you choose to be one of my disciples because you're going to be persecuted. And some of you may be thrown into prison. But then he said, it's going to be worth it though. As bad as these things may seem to you at the time, it'll be worth it because it'll give you an opportunity to tell people about me, to tell people about the gospel, to give them hope. The whole thing seemed crazy. The whole thing seemed kind of barbaric, uncivilized. Well, if we were to continue with the roller coaster analogy, this would be the point in the story when the roller coaster would begin its steepest descent, when things were really going to get wild and kind of hairy, right? But I want to stop right there for just a second because I'm not sure that the roller coaster analogy is the best one to use anymore. Let me try to explain to you what I mean. Um, most of you, I think, have probably heard of a guy named Rick Warren. He's the pastor of a mega church out in California, um, a saddleback. But you probably know him as the author of the book, Purpose Driven Life. Well, back when that book first came out, um, and it was, it was becoming wildly successful, literally millions of copies were, were, were sold and people were talking about it all over the world, um, he was being interviewed. Um, about the book and at one point in the interview Rick Warren said this he says you know I never imagined my that I'd ever be this rich or this famous it's kind of weird actually but you want to know what's ironic the ironic thing is that while all this good stuff is going on my wife the person that I love most in this world is battling for her life she has cancer he said, I used to think that life was a roller coaster ride with lots of ups and downs, but that's not the way I look at life anymore. Now I look at life um, as though it occurs on two parallel tracks. On the one track um, are all the good things, the awesome things that are happening in, in my life. And then on this other track are the bad things, the horrible things. They're just as real and just as true 
which leaves me then with a choice. How am I going to, how am I going to, to deal with all this stuff? What am I going to allow to, to color my, my reality, if you will? He said, I choose to believe that in the hands of God, all of it, the good as well as the bad, has a purpose. That God has a plan for it. And it all will work together for the good. Now, if you're living a civilized, domesticated faith or a civilized, domesticated religion, it's going to be hard to grasp that. But if you're living the way of a barbarian, it'll feel natural and, and beautiful and fit perfect to believe that God can take all of those things, the good and the bad, and use them together for the good. I think I told you last week that I was going to introduce you to the greatest barbarian of all, and I have. His name is Jesus. Jesus endured some of the most barbaric punishment that any human being has ever had to face in this world. And why did he do it? He did it because he loves you. He did it because he was willing to go anywhere, say anything, sacrifice everything because of you. Because he loves you. That's kind of barbaric. It's beautifully barbaric. And no holds barred when it comes to, to doing what needs to be done for those that he loves. That's kind of the story of Palm Sunday and Holy Week and Easter in a nutshell. Our Jesus is willing to go anywhere and say anything and sacrifice everything because he loves you. Get to spend this um, Palm Sunday with you. Uh, I also want to let you know that um, later on this week, I'm going to put out another kind of a midweek video that'll describe more of the events that occurred during Monday, Thursday, and Good Friday, um, leading into Easter. Remember, if you need anything, you can reach out to me or to somebody in your life, uh, life group because we are called to be the hands and the feet of Jesus for one another and for the world that needs him desperately. Love you guys.